Welcome to Come and Reason, a podcast about life, ministry, and God's continuing work in the minds of his people. I'm your host, Joe Henson, and this podcast is presented by DeclaringGlory.com. In this third episode, and in a few more episodes to come, I want to take us in a slightly different direction. The Lord recently burdened my heart to spend the next several weeks of midweek services at Trinity Bible Church, the church I pastor, preparing our congregation for our upcoming celebration of Thanksgiving. To do that, I will be presenting four shorter midweek devotionals culminating in a Sunday morning sermon on the theme of biblical gratitude and thankfulness. This episode is the first of these five messages. Let's go ahead and take our Bibles out tonight. I'll tell you where we're going in just a few minutes. I want to spend some time in the Word this evening. Tonight I want to begin a short series, I've mentioned to you the last couple of weeks, but a short series of midweek devotionals on the subject of biblical gratitude and thanksgiving. I've actually outlined five messages that will, Lord willing, cover the next four Wednesday nights and culminate in the Sunday morning worship service on the 21st when we come together for our pie and praise celebration on that Sunday. Very quickly, I'll just run you through and give you a glimpse of what we're going to cover, Lord willing, where we're headed with these next few weeks, just so that you know and can expect over the next few weeks what we're going to do. Tonight, we want to ask and answer the question, Thanksgiving, what is it? What is it? What are we talking about? Next week, I hope to address the subject of ingratitude, fruit of unbelief. Ingratitude, fruit of unbelief. The following week, we'll come at it from the negative side again and consider ingratitude, fruit of entitlement. Fruit of entitlement. And then on the fourth Wednesday, I'm looking forward to considering a corollary to those previous two and consider this, gratitude, the will of God. Gratitude, the will of God. And then finally, on the Sunday prior to Thanksgiving, I hope to preach a message entitled, Giving Thanks in Everything. Giving thanks in everything. So we want to build over these next few weeks to that Sunday on the 21st. And I hope that you'll make your plans to to kind of take this month-long journey with us through these studies. As I'm praying that for my own heart and for all of our hearts, this will work in us a greater understanding of and participation in this, which should not be a a once-a-year thing. We've talked about so many times, but, but a life of gratitude and of thanksgiving to our great God. So over the next few minutes tonight, then what I want to do is I just want to ask and answer the question, as I mentioned, Thanksgiving, what is it? What is it? You know, I'm sure as you can guess, you know that the scriptures are filled with much on the subject of gratitude, right? More than we have time to work through or wrestle with tonight in the short time we have, I wrestled with this as I prepared and wondered, should I do some kind of a survey of the scriptures and and just uh, try to give us all the scriptures that deal with this subject? And I realized very quickly uh, we'd be dealing with this for weeks and weeks where this is not something we can tackle in a moment. So what I decided to do is instead of tackling all that the Bible teaches, I really just tonight want to direct our attention to a single passage of scripture that I believe is well known to most of us for its call for the people of God to give themselves to praising and to thanking our God. 
So if you have your Bibles there, let me ask you to turn in them tonight then to Psalm 100. Psalm 100 tonight. Familiar psalm, one we've read before as a church. And I'm sure this will not be the last time we pull it out and consider it. But tonight, I want to go to Psalm 100. And as we do in most of our services, I want to begin by simply reading down through our short text. There's just five verses here. But I want to begin by reading the text for us so that we can hear all that's here. And then we'll just consider a few thoughts from this short psalm tonight to kind of introduce these next few weeks of study. Psalm 100, beginning at verse 1, let me read down through verse number 5. We find these words, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. Just in that short read through, I think we would acknowledge the fact that the call to thanksgiving in this passage is unmistakable. It's right there in bold print, as it were, before us. Look again at verse 4, and we saw it plainly there. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Clearly then... We can see just from the language of this verse that thanksgiving in its most basic and simplistic definition is the giving of thanks, giving thanks to him. But as you know, and we've studied in the past, there's a whole lot more to this concept than just giving thanks. Some kind of surface rendering of words or maybe even of feelings. You know, it's interesting to note the fact that each of the four main definitions for thanksgiving that are found in the the Random House Unabridged Dictionary, so this everyday dictionary that people turn to online, the four main definitions for thanksgiving make clear the fact that thanksgiving is to be directed toward God. Very interesting. Just listen to the definitions given in that dictionary. All four of them give a similar thought. Definition number one, the act of giving thanks. Grateful acknowledgement of benefits or favor, especially to God. Definition number two, an expression of thanks, especially to God. Definition number three, a public celebration in acknowledgement of divine favor or kindness. Definition number four, a day set apart for giving thanks to God. First four definitions, random house on a bridge dictionary. Thanksgiving is to be given to God. Now, brethren, I would submit to you this. We don't believe that because random house dictionary tells us so. But I found it interesting that a word that gets tossed around, it gets gets boiled down many times to nothing more than another day on a calendar, a special holiday, a day off from work. Even secular definitions have to acknowledge this is something bigger than it becomes for most people in our day. 
This is why I've defined in the past Thanksgiving, as I've talked with us as a church, I've defined Thanksgiving this way over the years. Thanksgiving is a heartfelt expression of soul-deep gratitude to God. It's a heartfelt expression of soul-deep gratitude to God. But then I like to add this, that is ultimately expressed in verbal and public praise to Him. And there's reasons that we include all of these words in a definition like that one. Because many times, if we can just define it in a way that works for us, we can kind of make it mean what we want it to mean. But, but we need our definitions to come from the Scriptures. We need, we need to make sure that we're incorporating what the Scriptures teach if we're going to think rightly about any subject. It's exactly what Psalm 100 is calling for, this definition I've just given you. Again, listen to verse number 4. Don't miss it. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give Thanks to Him, bless His name. Note the pronouns there. His gates, His courts, His name. Thanks to Him. Clearly, the passage is pointing us, directing us to another. Not to ourselves, not to, not to just another person. But in the text earlier, repeatedly it said to the Lord. The Lord, the Lord. I want you to notice the way that this passage just begins to show us how this finds its way into the minds, into the mouths of God's people. What is this thanksgiving and how is it to be expressed? Look back at a couple of verses with me. Verses 1 and following. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Verse 4, we already read it. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, but what's the parallel thought? His courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Over and over, this passage uses other words to help us understand what it is that we're to be doing when we come to God with our thanks, with our gratitude. Certainly, gladness can be an emotion felt in the heart, but according to the passage, it doesn't stay there. Many times we think Thanksgiving is nothing more than some kind of warm feeling I have of gratitude to, to someone or something outside myself. But the psalm is telling us that thanks isn't thanksgiving to God when I keep it to myself. This actually bubbles over it comes out. Yes, it's a heart-deep feeling and sense of gratitude, but it is ultimately to be expressed, to be spoken, to be sung, to be stated plainly, clearly. Our gratitude to God is not something that we are supposed to keep to ourselves. I think many times we can tend to feel better about ourselves because I had a momentary thought of thanks. Or a feeling of thanks. I read my Bible and I felt grateful. I, I, I received some blessing and I felt thankful. And we, we kind of, I think, pacify ourselves in thinking we've been giving thanks when we felt certain things. But what does the psalmist call us to? Merely feeling it? No. Expressing it. Speaking it. Singing it. Calling others to join us in the praise of our 
God. You see, brethren, the point of the passage is this. Thanksgiving is not really about you and me feeling something. It is about God actually getting glory from the people that he has made and blessed. We glorify God not with feelings. We glorify God with praise. This is what the psalm is calling us to. So we need to ask ourselves the question, friends, are we engaging in this kind of praise to God? Not merely feelings of gratitude, but expressions of thanks and of praise to the one, it says, who made us, to whom we belong. Now, we need to understand, friends, that there are biblical reasons for thanksgiving. I think we, again, can tend to redefine things in our own minds and we can, we can come up with lists of our own making, but I love the fact that the scriptures, again, instruct us in the things that we should sense gratitude and express praise for. In fact, in this psalm alone, just these five verses, there are four stated reasons that God's people give thanks to our Maker. Before we close tonight at our devotional time and go to prayer, I just want to give you some of those thoughts. I want you to see these reasons from the text. There's four of them tonight. I want you to note. And I want you to notice, first of all, that we give thanks to God, number one, for his godness. His godness. I want you to notice the language again of verse number three, which said this Know that the Lord, he is. God. That is the foundation of thanksgiving. He is God. We are not. We are not self-made people. We have not created ourselves. It is He who has made us and we are His. We are His people. And the sheep of His pasture. He is God and he is our shepherd king. He's our maker and our provider. We thank God for his godness. And I have to ask his friends, do we spend much time meditating on a reality like this one? If we're not careful, God becomes little more than some kind of cosmic vending machine. We show up at his gates and at his throne whenever we need something, almost like a, a strange child who shows up with a parent every time we need something. Hey, I need something. Hey, bail me out. Hey, I need some more money. Hey, my car's broken. Hey, I need some food. Hey, I need some help. Hey, can you get me out of jail? Can you get me out of the hospital? Can you help me here? And, and we show up when we need something. If we're not careful, that's how we handle God. I don't have much use for him most of the time because I'm doing all right. I work and I make my money and I make my life and I plan my life and I live my plans. And if we're not careful, we find ourselves living as though we are God. And only coming to God when we desperately need something. We finally have come to the end of ourselves. But do you understand that the psalmist begins his statements to us about what is rooting the thanks and the praise of his people, the gratitude of his people. It's in who he is, first of all. 
not just what he provides. Know that he is God and he made you. Yes, he is your shepherd who guides and guards and provides for you. But first, he is God. Do you understand from the psalmist that we give thanks to God, first of all, for his godness? And secondly, the text tells us, we give thanks to God for his goodness. His goodness. Don't, don't miss this in verse number five. For the Lord is good. Yes, we praise God for his provision. But hear me, friends, I would submit to you most of our lists of thanksgiving things at, the, at this time of year are almost all wrapped up in this second one, right? His goodness. He's been good to me. But do we like the concept of his creation and his authority of me? His kingliness, his, his shepherding me. See, that's where it starts. His godness and that God, yes, is good. We thank him for his goodness. We could spend a long time considering his goodness, and we'll come back to this concept over the next few weeks. But I want us to make sure we note the fact that as the psalmist gives us reasons for thanksgiving, these are the first two, his godness and his goodness. Notice as well in verse 5, we give thanks to God for his love. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever. We sang tonight of the praise of God. When I think of God, his son not sparing, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in that on the cross my burden gladly bearing he bled and died to take away my sin. There is no greater expression of the love of God in all the universe than the sacrifice of his son for his own, making that love endure forever. Amen. And I wonder, are we more moved by the, the stuff he gives or by who he is? What he and his godness that looks like goodness, that expresses love, really is doing in the lives of his own. This, my friends, requires, I believe, it demands some meditation from us this month, don't you? This is why we, as the people of God, give thanks to him. For his godness, for his goodness, for his love. And you see it there in verse 5. For his faithfulness. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. I love when the scriptures remind us that the Lord declares to his people, I am the Lord. I change not. I don't know about you, but I look around at this world right now and it, 
It feels like everything is changing and changing fast. I'm not sure what you're going through. We're going to tell you about some prayer requests uh, tonight. Friends of ours, again, recently diagnosed with cancer. I just got word of my dad had a friend that died. He was his best man at a wedding. He was one of his teenagers in his youth group. He, he died this week. Uh, we're hearing all kinds of news from around the world. Everything is changing so, so fast. And, and if you're clinging to some kind of stability in your finances or in your health or in your ability to make life work, friends, hear me, you will be sorely disappointed every time. We change. We falter, we stumble, we, we, we don't demonstrate faithfulness. And yet, we give thanks to God. Why? He is always faithful. He doesn't change. And in a world that's always changing, it is good to know, friends, there's one place we can go, one place we can look, one place we can run and know He is always there. And he's always the same. I don't know who tonight needs to hear this. My soul needs this right now. But I would submit to you, friends, that as we are giving some thought over these next few weeks to giving thanks, to thanksgiving, this is vital for us to get our minds wrapped around. That it's not just about a list of stuff that we've accumulated since last Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's not just about a list of experiences we've enjoyed since last November. It's not just about a list of new friends or, 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 or new people in our lives. It, it, it's not a, a, a list of any number of other things we could point to. What are, what are we doing when we say we are giving thanks to God? We give thanks for his godness. We give thanks for his goodness. We give thanks for his love. And we give thanks for his faithfulness. Brethren, there's so much more that we could say on the subject, and from this psalm, we're not going to take the time to do it tonight. I, I told you my goal over this short series is a, is a series of short devotionals. I don't intend to be exhaustive. That's not my goal over these next few weeks. Now, probably the, the Sunday will be a little longer than the Wednesday nights, but, but my goal here is to kind of whet our appetites my goal is to prepare our hearts to praise our great God in the coming days and in the coming weeks. I want us to be thinking together. I want us to be meditating on truth. I want us to be praying with one another. I want us to be rehearsing the godness and the goodness and the love and the faithfulness of God with each other so that we are then fostering in our hearts the very thing the psalmist called the people of God to. Enter his courts with praise. Come into his presence with thanksgiving and singing. This isn't something you and I should have to kind of take out of the trunk of our car, carry into the building with us, and hopefully put on at the time of worship. This is supposed to be something that flows. 
from the heart and the mind and the life and out the lips of God's people because we know this God. He is our shepherd and he is our king and he is our father and he is our maker and he is ours and we are his. This is what brings thanksgiving to the lips of God's people from the hearts of God's people. It should not be something we have to manufacture. But it is something by His grace we can foster and we can encourage as we call one another to think His thoughts after Him. So I want to encourage you tonight as we kind of start this mini-series, this little journey together over the next few weeks to think with me like this. And as we turn our attention to prayer tonight then, let's cry out to God from hearts that are genuinely moved with gratitude to God for who He is and for what He's done and for what He continues to do. And friends, even for what He has promised to do for those who are truly His. Maybe blessings we have yet to even see Him fulfill. But He has promised so much to us. So let us pray with grateful hearts for His godness, for his goodness, for his love, and for his faithfulness. And by his grace, may he get all the glory as he works this in us and then out of us for the sake of his name. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Come and Reason. This has been the first of five messages on the theme of biblical gratitude. Please join us next time as I continue this series we hope will whet our appetites and prepare our hearts to praise our great God in the coming days and weeks leading up to Thanksgiving.